This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Pro Basketball Talk podcast here at NBC Sports. I'm Kurt Heelan, managing editor of Pro Basketball Talk with you as always. And hey, it's free agency. We're going to be breaking it all down. LeBron James, Paul George... Yeah, not so much Kevin Durant. We know what's going to happen there. We might even throw in some Brooke Lopez talk. We're going to talk about everybody on free agency, where they're going to go, how the dominoes are going to fall, restricted and unrestricted, with Sean Devaney from The Sporting News. And let's jump in and right to it with uh, the guy we have on every year for this. This is, I think, the third annual uh, free agency preview with Sean Devaney of The Sporting News. Sean, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Kurt. This is uh, now one of my... Uh... Uh, longest standing traditions doing yeah. this with you. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's outlasted many of my relationships over the years. So, <laughs> I think if we're going to talk NBA free agency, we all know where that starts. Um, so, what are you hearing about Brooke Lopez? No, um, <laughs> <laughs> right. That is, uh, uh, he 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 has to be the first domino to drop, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, until Brooke goes somewhere, then uh, uh, then. Uh, Exactly. No, we'll start with the big guy because obviously uh, LeBron James is the, the 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 big domino, the guy at the head of the class, and it's it's kind of interesting just because you know I you and I may have heard different things about this too. It, it, he what I've heard was that look, he really wants to go to LA. That seems to be where his people are pushing right now. He wants to go to the Lakers, but he doesn't want to necessarily go to the Lakers alone. So he's trying to make sure that Paul George or you know a trade for Kawhi Leonard or something else is coming. Uh, it's not just him, but I, I don't know if that's what you're hearing. Yeah, well, so I think what LeBron would be willing to do uh, is to be the first one to jump in. And, and, and I think that uh, should he decide to go to L.A., uh, he will have it in the back of his mind, or uh, or, or or have a plan in in place with with Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka there in the front office uh, to where something else will happen as well. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in place first. It doesn't have to be uh, you know this this discussion with uh, with the Spurs about Kawhi Leonard uh, could drag on quite a while. Uh, and, uh, and and I think LeBron understands that. Uh, and if he wants to make a free agent decision quickly, then uh, th- th- then he might have to jump in uh, to L.A. first uh, and then see what happens with Paul George. Uh, but, but I think he would have some ins- assurances uh, that that would happen. If you remember back in 2014, it's kind of what happened uh, with the Cavaliers where uh, he agreed to sign with them. And then afterwards, uh, you know, it was, it was a good month and a half, two months. 
before they finally traded for Kevin Love uh, and did some other things. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I think in the end he winds up with L.A., and, and, and I think he goes there knowing uh, if something doesn't happen between now and, and whatever he does sign, uh, he, he knows that something will happen. Uh, so I think it is his intention to, to, to go there and, and, and to have someone else join him. It's just a matter of, of what the timing of all that's going to be. I think that they've come around to the idea that they, they they will trade him. I just they don't seem from what everybody I've talked to, they're just not in a rush. Like they're kind of ready. They're they're ready to talk. But they would love for this to drag out for a little bit and, and they don't mind creating a bidding war and seeing if Boston or Philadelphia or some other team with assets is willing to take the risk and jump in so that it's not just the Lakers, where the Lakers feel a little more pressure with the timeline on LeBron to make sure that, like, hey, we got this. Yeah, you know, the, the, the Spurs are, are kind of operating on two tracks here. And, and one is, uh, you know, if, we, if, if, if there's the impression that LeBron's not coming unless Kawhi is already there. And, and again, I've heard differently, but, uh, uh, but, you know, maybe that's something that, uh, uh, that uh, you know, LeBron's people want, want to, uh, you know, maybe they want that out there. Uh, so that it forces San Antonio to act uh, act a little quicker. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think I think uh, uh, for San Antonio, if they can get something done quickly with the Lakers, where they they, they hit a home run, where they where they yes. get the whole package, where they get uh, you know Ingram and Kuzma, and and then the Lakers come up with the uh, first round pick from another team, uh, you know, they where they can really get the package exactly that they would want. Uh, that would probably be something they'd have to do quickly because uh, if they wait too long, then you're in a position where okay, what if what if the Celtics get cold feet? What if the Sixers get cold feet and they say, uh, you know, LeBron's uh, Kawhi's going to sign uh, with the Lakers next summer? Uh, we're out. Uh, then you're going back to the Spurs. Uh, I'm sorry, the Spurs are going back to the Lakers uh, in a pretty weak position. So uh, you know, it's 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 the, the timing of this is uh, is going to be uh, important for the Spurs. I think. Uh, the first thing they want to do is, is see if they can hit that home run uh, with the Lakers. If they can't, uh, then they've got to have some patience and hope that uh, uh, and hope that there remains a market uh, after uh, uh, after July first and and into uh, uh, you know middle July, the middle of July. Right, and they with, with the with the Celtics, I think that's the million dollar question. We don't really know the answer yet. Obviously, with Philadelphia and and, and they might be a little more willing, um, but. Both of them can put together packages. Philadelphia, you know, it's what what you think of Markel Fultz, who's somewhere revamping his shot again, uh, with, with a really respected coach now in Drew Henson, um, but re- revamping his shot again. Uh, but they throw in Fultz, whatever you, whatever, however you're going to rate him, uh, Covington to cover the money, and then they've got multiple picks, including that now that Miami 2021 first rounder that's going to intrigue teams and. It, you know what that thing is going to end up like, Sean? Is is that like that Laker pick that Philadelphia ended up using this year that got bounced around and was like this great trade asset for years? I got a feeling that that's what that Miami pick is going to look like. It's yeah, right, and it'll probably be about number ten. That's probably just yeah. about what it's going to wind up being, and it will bounce around. I mean, that's why Philadelphia got it, obviously. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, look, if you're the Sixers, though. You're taking the chance that uh, that Brett Brown has enough of a relationship with Kawhi Leonard that he's going to stay. And, and, and man, is that is that where you want to take your chance? And and you yeah. know that's it's 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 tough because uh, uh, you, you know 
know, the Sixers in free agency, there's a strong chance that they could come out of this without really adding anybody big. You know, with that, I think they have, have high expectations, uh, but uh, but they could come out of this without without bringing in, uh, you know, that uh, uh, that top-tier player. Uh, you know, there's just not that many out there, and, and, and if you're really serious about contending for a championship, there's only a handful of guys who are going to put you on that level. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, you take that gamble if you're Philadelphia. That, that, that to me, is a, uh, is a huge question. Uh, does, does a season, a season of winning and, and getting back with Brett Brown and, and all that, is that enough to, to maybe get to, uh, Kawhi Leonard to say, okay, I'll stay here? Uh, it's a big risk. Yeah. I, I think that the team that the Celtics would like to get involved with this more is Boston. Um, because, and, and this is what I'd heard, it, it was, A, they could throw together a package. I've heard Tatum isn't really available, understandably. But you could throw in Jalen Brown. They've got the Kings pick next year. They've got the Clippers first-round pick, they've got which is, I think, lottery-protected. Memphis, which is, I think, top seven protected or top eight protected. Um, uh, the Kings pick, by the way, is just number one protected next year, and they're going to stink. So... Um, you know, they're rebuilding so that that pick's going to be really high. There's a lot to like about what the package that that the Celtics can throw together that the, I mean, depending on where where San Antonio stands with Brandon Ingram, like how they rate him internally, they might prefer yeah. the Boston package. It's just a question is, is Boston, will Boston go all in like that? Yeah, right. And, and that's, you know, that gets back to the risk and, and, yeah. Um, you know, if you're if you're Danny Ainge, you're looking at this uh, through the lens of okay, this is going to make us uh, uh, a pretty great team uh, in in 2018-2019. We don't know what's going to happen after that. Though. You know, we're going to have free agent. You know, that's you're 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 losing sort of your backstop there uh, in terms of uh, uh, you know counting on young guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and then Terry Rozier, all those guys. You're counting on those guys. Uh, to develop into championship caliber players, if you deal away some combination of them uh, and for a guy who might only be there a year, even if it uh, uh, gets you to the finals or whatever it is, uh, you know that's again that's a, are you willing to take that risk? If you're Danny Ainge, you're going to look at it and say, uh, I'm not going to give up quite as much to get Kawhi Leonard uh, because uh, because I'm taking this risk. And and so again, it it becomes a matter of the Lakers can probably put together a better package. Uh, just because they know they don't have that risk, whereas the Celtics are going to lessen their offer yeah. uh, because they don't know exactly what they're going to get. So it, it really does put San Antonio in a bind where it's hard to see them going anywhere else in the end uh, than to the Lakers. I just think that the Lakers, uh, obviously, they don't have the same level of assets that the Celtics have, uh, but they, they they certainly do have uh, um, you know they do have uh, the willingness to, to to sort of go all in that other teams aren't going to have. Yeah, the, the Lakers have got, you know, look, they've got Ingram and what have you. Boston, I think the bet would be that a year of Brad Stevens and a year, like you said, you bring him in and they're instant title contenders next year. And the, the, not only the team to beat in the East, but a team that's a real threat to Golden State and Houston. And, hey, we can win this thing um, with Kawhi. And then the Kawhi playing with Brad Stevens for a year and playing in Boston and winning will want to stay. But the problem is, like you said, the other thing you've got to think about is now you're going to have Kyrie Irving and Kawhi Leonard as free agents at the same time. And are you going to be able to keep both of them? Um, not only Kawhi, let's say he buys in and loves it. 
is is Kyrie Irving going to look around and go, man, I came here to kind of lead my own team, and now I'm the second guy, and I got to you know I got to I got a lot of mouths to feed here. Am I happy with that, or do I? Does he want to go somewhere else, take a max deal, and and run somewhere else? So, uh, it's there's a lot on the line, and would that even bother them that much? There's a lot that right. like there's a lot of questions um, out there if if you're if you're Danny Ainge uh, that that this aren't think, that easy to answer. Keep, keep in mind too, Kurt, is that is that you know when you get into and they'll be willing to pay the luxury tax, but they're not Golden State. They're not going to be willing to go way way deep into the luxury tax. They're not going to be willing to pay three hundred million dollars. They don't own their building. Remember the, that building is owned by the Bruins, uh, yeah. and they have a lease there. Uh, that is always going to cap. The revenues that are they have a great TV deal. I mean, they they, they they're, they're not broke. There's no question. But uh, but 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 they're one of the teams that you know they their, their building revenues aren't what other teams uh, are able to generate. And, and so I I think they'll, they'll be willing to go into the tax. But when you start talking about paying both of those guys, uh, you know, big time contracts, we've already got Gordon Hayward. Uh, you know, that's boy, that's I don't know. That's going to be uh, it's going to be a limit on how much they'll they'll be willing to go. Yeah, it's, it's actually one of those things about when you talk about keeping the Warriors together that you have to mention is that, hey, they move into the new building that they own in two years, and that's going to, uh, after, not this coming season, but the one after it, and that revenue jump is going to help them a lot when it comes to uh, to the massive tax bill that they're seeing. With the Lakers, uh, obviously they're willing to go all in, that they're going to need a third team. Everybody talks about Atlanta as a place, as basically you're going to have to send Dang somewhere be able to get a pick back, and so you're going to have to send a couple of sweeteners there, picks or probably something like Lonzo Ball or or another player. Um, you know, I don't think Josh Hart is a Laker by the end of this as much as Laker fans like him. Um, I think you're going to have to give up all that core, which I guess that's why you have the assets, right? I mean, you go all in like this because this is you 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 get all these players together, you get all these young players together. Either they're going to develop, or you're going to use them in trades to get established players. And I think the Lakers would be, if they think they could get, especially if they think they can get all three. But especially with you know, um, I think if Kawhi and LeBron come, Paul George will have to seriously consider it. And then at that point, you're kind of willing to go all in. Yeah, and uh, I think that's right. And you're willing to to, to sacrifice as many of the uh, uh, as many of the young guys uh, as you need to in order to get that. Obviously, you'd like to. Uh, keep keep some you know measure of, of, yeah. of these guys that you're trying to develop that you've that that you've done uh, you know whatever you have to develop them to this point. Uh, but yeah, you know I do think that uh, uh, that that's when uh, uh, that's when you kind of throw caution to the wind exactly. and, and and say you know what we'll figure out the rest of the roster as it comes. But uh, but yeah, you know I mean moving the wall dang is, is is going to be a pretty tough thing. Uh, getting a pick back is going to be a tough thing. You know there's there's, there's still a lot of obstacles. Yeah, exactly. They are going to need some help, and I, I think, yeah, it's it's one of those situations with the Lakers where they they the, that that's why they have the assets and they're going to go all in. But it's Atlanta. They, they, they're part of the other challenge they really face here is there is a genuine Lavar Ball effect that's coming in here. The Spurs do not want Lonzo, and it's probably not that Lonzo can't play and that they're. I mean, look, they like Dejounte Murray for a lot for good reason. Like I like Dejounte Murray; he was on my All NBA ballot too. I mean, All Defensive ballot too. But 
I mean, I think you'd take a chance on a talent like Lonzo Ball and how he'll how he might develop if you think you've got a good development program like the Spurs do. But there does come up like, hey, do I want to deal with him? Do I want is is the talent that Lonzo brings to the table worth dealing with Lavar? I don't think the Spurs think it is. Um, uh, I don't. Other franchises are going to have other calculations, but I think there is an effect there where teams are a little hesitant because of Dad now. Yeah, but 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 what about uh, for us in the media? How much do you want to see Lavar Ball and Greg Popovich? Oh God! Uh, wouldn't you love to? See oh God! Popovich? Oh my God! That would be fantastic. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, uh, it's a stress, you know, and it, it, it has gotten to the point I think where uh, where you're right, you know, where teams are are you know as as they're going for somebody uh, to take Lonzo Ball, and uh, assuming that's what happens. Uh, where, where, yeah, you're going to have teams that are reluctant. And, and it's funny because you can talk to, uh, you know, 10 different GMs and you're going to get 10 different opinions on, on how good Lonzo Ball is. You know, there are some yes. who say, you know, he's probably a bench guy. Uh, and then there are some who say, you know, I still think he has all-star potential. So you know, the kid himself is still pretty divisive. Uh, uh, and that's before you even factor in, uh, you know, what you think of the dad. Exactly. Um it's interesting now the the next domino would be Paul George, who, I mean, I don't know what you've been hearing. I, I, I keep hearing, a, I mean, I'll just put it this way. The people in Oklahoma City with that team are convinced that he's staying. Uh, maybe just on a one plus one, but they're convinced he's staying. I think he's going to wait to see how, a little bit, just to see how this plays out with with LeBron and with, with Kawhi, and then kind of make a call. I think he's genuinely torn and... The chance to go to Los Angeles and win would be a draw. Yeah, I think that's right, and and uh, you know I think he has to uh, keep open. You know, certainly have to keep open the door to going back to Oklahoma City because uh, depending on how things work out, you know that might be his best option. You know, if 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 indeed the Lakers make a trade for Kawhi, sign LeBron, uh, and 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 get stuck on those next moves and, and aren't able to. to Clear out the space for Paul George as well. Uh, then, uh, that, then you know, then if you're Paul George, you've got to have a backup plan at that yeah. point. And, and and going back to Oklahoma City, and, and he's never burned that bridge. Uh, you know that that's <clears throat> that uh, uh, that he's definitely going to have to keep active and, and keep as a possibility. I do think he wants to see how other things play out. Um, you know, I think the Rockets are, are are a long shot for him, but uh, uh, but you know, certainly uh, uh, we, we we've seen the Rockets pull off long shots before, so, um, you know, you'd have to consider them, and, and you know, again, uh, uh, Philadelphia is, is going to take a swing at Paul George, uh, but, uh, but, but you know, they, they, they'll probably have uh, a pretty tough time convincing him, uh, you know, if he's going to go anywhere besides Oklahoma City, I would think uh, it would be, uh, uh, it would be the Lakers. Right. With Houston, I mean, I, A, Chris Paul is up as a free agent. I think, look, they're going to re-sign him. I think ideally they would like to not give him a fifth year, but I ultimately don't think they have a choice on that, right? They're going to, they, they've got a team that coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know, is certainly a contender, coulda, shoulda, woulda beat the Warriors last year. We, you know, whether whether you think they win without the injury or not, they are on the precipice of that. And you've got to bring Chris Paul back to make that run over the next couple of years and see what happens, even if you're going to regret the fifth year of that deal. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. And it's also, you know, there is sort of a bigger picture thing, and that is uh, what Chris Paul did last year was, was a gamble on his part uh, yeah. in terms of opting in and, and, and accepting the trade to, to Houston uh, under that uh, under that sort of uh, uh, that agreement. 
comes from the Rockets, and that were well, that was they basically assured him uh, that he'd uh, uh, you know that that he'd be able to sign uh, this summer, and that they'd give him uh, you know pretty much what he wanted. So if Houston doesn't come through on that, uh, you know, especially when you're talking with the you know the, the president of the union here, uh, you know that that that's a bad look for for the Rockets, and and I don't see them getting into that. Uh, so I think. Yeah, the the other free agent that kind of ties into this whole Laker thing, um, Lake, Laker Lebron thing, is if they're bringing in, if they're bringing in Kawhi and they're bringing well, bringing in Kawhi as a trade, but bring in Lebron and possibly Paul George, they just do not have the cap space to keep restricted free agent Julius Randle, who a lot of teams really like. I mean, he really took a step forward last year, just becoming, I mean, kind of the definition of bully ball, right? He's a physically strong guy who gets to the rim and despite some limitations without a great jumper frankly without kind of one-handed player right now um, not as smooth with both hands that guy just got buckets and plays hard and has a high motor and there's a lot of teams that I mean really liked him he beat up Dallas a lot last year and there's a lot of teams that that have their eye on him already especially if the Lakers, I mean, he's poachable because the Lakers are going to a b have to deal with all the other stuff first, and then they might not be able to keep him anyway. Yeah, I, I think that's right, and 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 I think there are a lot of teams who are uh, who, who would be interested in him. Uh, you know, obviously not a lot of teams with the uh, uh, with the cap space for that, but uh, uh, you know, certainly there's there's a possibility of signing trade and things like that. But you know, I think that uh, uh, that that yeah, his his value is pretty high. Uh, right now, um, yeah, I, I was really impressed with him with the way that he sort of uh, uh, he stopped trying to be a jump shooter. He stopped trying to be everything that he was, and and just sort of uh, uh, just said, "This is what I am." Like you said, sort of a bully ball player. Uh, you know, took uh, way more shots near the basket than he ever had. It was very, very good at finishing uh, at the rim, uh, and uh, and and just uh, you know, stopped trying to be uh, you know a, a modern day big man kind of guy that's that's not him and and and, and so that, the more he did that uh the better he was so yeah i think that uh, uh, that there will be a market for him and, you know dallas is certainly a team that would be interested uh they're, they're pretty much uh, uh connected with just about every free agent out there at this point uh but you know dallas uh, uh indiana i wonder uh, that that would be a possibility as well so uh yeah i think i think that uh, that he'll certainly get a lot of interest you mentioned Indiana before we get on to other players. Like that, when people ask me, okay, so the Lakers are going to be players because they've got money, and the Spurs are going to be—I mean, Spurs—the uh, the Sixers are going to be players because they've got cap space to go after this team. And they're like, well, who else can be sneaky out there? Watch Indiana. Uh, that I again, I don't think they're going to land Paul. They're not going to try to land Paul George. They're not bringing him back. No. They're not going to go after one of the big names. But they're going to have max cap space basically out there to land a couple of guys at a lesser price. Especially in this market where where there's only a few teams with cap space, they may be able to get a good bargains on those guys relative to what they would get a year from now, say, when there's a lot of teams in on the bidding. And they're going to be players. They want to take a step forward. They, they, they may have thought they were rebuilding, but the way Victor Oladipo kind of blew them up last year, they, they want to go hard now.
sign some of these restricted free agents. I think a lot of these restricted free agents are going to be looking at the uh, qualifying offers this summer, probably more than we've ever seen. Uh, but, you know, if, if it's a, a Marcus Smart, for instance, somebody like that, uh, who's, who's just not going to find much of a market out there for what he uh, for what he can do, uh, you know, that, that that's the kind of thing where they can swoop in and, and, and get themselves a bargain. Also, they can use that cap space. You know, we're talking about the Lakers needing to dump a player. Uh, you know, there's going to be other teams in that sort of situation as, as things move forward. The Pacers would gladly, you know, collect assets, uh, especially if they're young players, uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, build that way, uh, being able to kind of uh, accept uh, somebody else's uh, uh somebody else's salary that they're trying to dump and, and, and collect uh, uh, draft picks and, uh, uh, and young players along the way as they do that. So what you're saying is Kevin Pritchard's pretty good at this GM thing, is what, you, is what you're getting Yeah, and, and you know, because uh, I feel like I ought to say that because I was one of many who wondered what the heck he was doing at this time last year. And, yeah, and, and exactly. He's shown, uh, uh, he's shown all of us that... Uh, Well, let's move on quickly to the big men that are interesting in, in the free agency mix. There's a couple of them. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, as of this recording, not officially a free agent yet, um, but whether he opts in and tries to push for a trade or opts out and becomes a free agent, and, and it's almost leaning more towards the former now, uh, just because there would be more options. Um, that Marcin Gortat... Um, Austin Rivers trade was, a, I think, a, a big signal that the Clippers are moving on. They, they realize that, it, that the DeAndre Jordan era is over, that Lob City will officially be over. And it'll be interesting to see what teams will step up for him. He is a defensive force inside still. He is he's maybe the best old-school like rim runner type big out there if he's with the right point guard. But you kind of got to have him in the right situation. Uh, there's... Look, I think it'd be a great fit in Washington. I don't know that they're going to be able to swing that deal. It'd be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I think he winds up in Dallas. You know, obviously yeah, there there are some fences that needed to be that need to be mended, but uh, uh, but I think that's where he winds up. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I give Dallas a lot of credit, and just in general, uh, because I think that they're really approaching this year uh, in 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 a smart way, uh, while also you know trying to do right by Dirk. You know, trying yeah. to this is going to be Dirk's last year. They don't want it to be miserable the way it was for Kobe at the Lakers uh, in his last year. But they're putting together, you know, what might be a credible, at least a threat to make the playoffs uh, this season. Uh, and, and, you know, I think uh, uh, that that uh, um, to be able to do that and still kind of build on your future with, with a guy like Doncic, uh, you know, and, and, and still be able to bring in players, you know, along the lines of a Jordan uh, or whomever they may wind up getting, uh, you know, I think Dallas, uh, uh, they get themselves in a pretty good position. Yeah, actually, I think that you're, you're spot on about that, where, where they've, they've handled this really well because, I mean, the Lakers were trying to sell the same thing. We're going to watch Kobe, you know, and Dirk, Dirk would never score 60 points on, what was it, 57 shots, whatever that game was. I was at that game, you think I'd remember. Um, that's just not what Dirk would do at this point in his career, but you'd get Dirk as kind of a stretch four in a limited role with... Um, you know, you've got DJ at the center, and then you he has to be with good point guards and pick and roll guys. Well, Donkic and Dennis Smith Jr. are those guys. Like combined, they form the kind of guy you need, you know, the kind of Chris Paul light that you need to make that whole thing work. And suddenly, yeah, again, I think that's a that's 
with Rick Carlisle as a coach, I think that's probably a playoff team in in the West. Yeah. Everything will shake out, but I mean, you got to like what you got there. Watch here in the first week of free agent, no question. And that brings you to the other guy to watch, which is does Demarcus cut if if Demarcus Cousins doesn't have the Celtics going after him, does where does he land? Does he just end up back in in New Orleans? And most interesting, I think, with him is like it's a question of years. It's a question of how many years does somebody want to give him? Yeah, the, the, I think the, the the fact that Dallas, uh, uh, if Dallas does indeed get the DeAndre Jordan, uh, that 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 dings uh, uh, Cousins' plans because uh, uh, Dallas had considered him as a as a real possibility to be there uh, to be there five for, uh, for for a few years as well, and they were willing to pay for it. Uh, you know, kind of put him out of the range where uh, where the Pelicans would be comfortable keeping him. So uh, if Jordan goes to uh, goes to Dallas. I think that that really limits Cousins' options. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, it's likely that he winds up back with the Pelicans. Uh, uh, you know, Anthony Davis doesn't necessarily like playing the five, so uh, it, it behooves them to have uh, to have a five just in terms of uh, uh, keeping uh, uh, keeping Davis happy long term. So uh, I, you know, I think he does wind up back with the Pelicans. Uh, I think he's certainly going to explore offers. I think that they're going to try to keep it. Uh, as short a contract as they can. Uh, obviously, a uh, few teams have uh, uh, felt uh, uh, the pain of having injured stars quite the way the Pelicans have in the last five or six years. So uh, they're going to be very careful with what they offer him. Uh, but if, if nobody else is out there uh, giving him uh, anything close to a max, then uh, uh, then I think you'll see the Pelicans uh, uh, be able to keep him on a relatively short deal, maybe a you know a, a, a two-year deal with a third option, something like that, or, or an incentive-laden third year that that kicks in if he plays a certain number of games, something along those lines. Yeah, that's what I, I've kind of been expecting. Is is you know we'll call it the Joel Embiid contract, right? Like, yeah. all right, here, here's two years guaranteed. Your third year is dependent upon you being able to stay healthy and you, you hitting certain benchmarks um, with minutes played or games played or whatever that that show that you actually have come back from this injury. Um, and so, and, and he'll get paid on top of that. He'll get a lot of cash. So I, I think that that's probably the direction it goes for him. Um, but, you know, we'll see if somebody else is willing to step in and try to, to poach him. I think you're going to see a lot more teams trying to poach. Like you said, some of the restricted guys are a little more interesting in that way. Um, is anybody, though, I don't think anybody's going to be able to get Aaron Gordon, right? Aaron Gordon, the the, the Magic are just, they, I guess, can't afford to think they'll lose. I mean, if... I don't know if somebody would really come in with a max for him. I don't think in this market anybody's necessarily going to do that. I don't, like Philly, I don't see jumping in with that kind of money. And, and, and Orlando would probably match anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And so it's going to be a matter of sort of uh, negotiating a happy medium uh, with Aaron Gordon for uh, uh, for Orlando. And I think that's what winds up happening. I, I, I don't anticipate uh, uh, him uh, uh, him finding other offers. You know, I think that, that there would be teams interested uh, certainly, uh, you know, Phoenix has talked about it. If if uh, uh, if they can create the space enough space to uh, to, to bring him on, but but I, I think in the end that uh, teams uh, have pretty much gotten the message that the Magic is going to match whatever whatever you put out there. So uh, I would expect that uh, uh, that to be something that gets done uh, pretty early on in free agency. Yeah, when you get to the restricted guys, it's. Clint Capella's out there, but he's not going anywhere. Houston will match him. They kind of have to, again, if you're going to stay contending, you've, you've got to keep him. We talked about Randall, we've talked about Gordon, and then you, you kind of get down into 
Marcus Smart, who is, like you mentioned earlier, it's just may not find the money out there that he expects, but is a really is a really a good player who could who could help certain teams. Like I, you mentioned Indiana, that might be the kind of place where they might be willing to gamble on him because um, they think they can get the offense around him and they want to build something strong defensively. Yeah, uh, but in the end, you know, he turned down. Uh, he yep. turned down. I think it was like forty million bucks from the, from the Celtics uh, uh, in, in the off season. So he's not going to get that kind of money, nope. and that that makes me think uh, that maybe what he just decides to do is take the qualifying offer and and, and hit free agency next year uh, when when you're going to have at least a few more teams with cap space. And uh, so I, I I think that would be a great thing for the Celtics. I think the Celtics would they don't want to commit. Uh, you know, four years to Marcus Smart, especially at the, at the kind of numbers that uh, that he's looking for. Uh, but if they can get him uh, on a one-year qualifying offer, uh, I think they'd gladly do that. Yeah, there's there's also two, I think, restricted guys that are really interesting in the... Look, they're not max guys, but would I take the risk? Would I gamble? Would I throw some real cash at them? Jabari Parker and Zach Levine. Um, do, two guys coming off injuries, and, and Jabari's Park. Parker's case, multiple ACL injuries, but guys who have a lot of promise. I don't know. I don't know that I'd bet that much on Parker, but I would. Somebody come in at Zach? Do you think, or, or the Bulls going to just keep him? You know, I, the Bulls are sending out some weird signals, and 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 I'm not quite sure exactly. I'm, I've been asking around about that. Uh, not quite sure what their motivations are here. Uh, you know, if they're trying to, you know, bounce down the 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 asking price or whatever it is, but, uh, uh, but you know, they've, they're, they're sending out signals that, that, well, maybe we're not that interested in keeping him long-term. We certainly don't want to pay him so much. Uh, that's sort of typical Bulls negotiations. That's sort of how they've approached these things yes. over the years. They're, they're not very popular with players and agents uh, when it comes to things like that for that reason. Uh, but, uh, but, but certainly, yeah, they're, uh, uh, I think that they have to keep him. I think that, you know, he's, he's pretty much the last remaining prize from, uh, uh, from the Jimmy Butler trade. If they let him go, uh, that would be, uh, uh, you know, that would be rough. <laughs> they wouldn't have much to show from that deal. Uh, so I think that, uh, that's something where they, uh, uh, where they wind up, uh, uh, they wind up bringing the guy back. Exactly. Yeah, probably. And, and Jabari probably ends up back in Milwaukee. They like his play. They like his fit. He's got, he would like to go back there. And it's another guy where I just, this year, I don't think there's the money out there where somebody necessarily is going to roll the dice on him. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't know that anybody's, he just, after that second ACL injury last year, he wasn't bad, but he's, he, you know, this wasn't the 20 point oh, a guy yeah, game I, from the year before. At the same time, I think that there are other teams that look at the Bucks don't move quickly and try to get some, you know, a, a two year deal, whatever it is done with him quickly. Uh, then I think there's another team out there that'll that'll look at him and say, uh, you know, he's worth the gamble of uh, of uh, you know maybe we can pay a little more than than the mid level or something like that. Uh, you know that 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 if, if the Bucks don't move quickly on that, then I think he's you know if you're if you're a team that's that's looking for uh, uh, you know low risk high reward, I guess it's high risk high reward, but uh, but but certainly if you could do it cheaply and 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 still take a chance on a guy who was the number number two pick just a couple years ago. Uh, you know, I think that uh, uh, that that Milwaukee's got to be uh, uh, got to be concerned that there's going to be an offer put out for them. After those guys, you start to get into the, the role players part of this. And I think at the top of the list, there's a lot of teams that could use J.J. Redick, both because he can shoot 42% from three. But if you've got a young team, that's and this is why Philly brought him in partially last year, that's just a good guy to have in the locker room, a guy who's professional, works hard, studies the film, but a guy who spent years 
Look, he was this maybe one if not one of Duke's biggest stars ever. You know, one of Duke's big lights coming out of that university, and he was, he had to be both accept the role in the NBA and then reshape his body, reshape his game, put in a lot of work to become who he is um, in the NBA. That's a guy you'd like to have around, you know. And I, why Philly had him there. He's not getting twenty three million again, but I think there's a few no. teams that would like him. I think Philly'd like him back, but if I don't know how much they're going to spend on him. Yeah, I mean, if he could take a deal that was, uh, you know, at the mid level exception for a couple of years, then he could definitely hitch on with the uh, with another playoff team and, uh, and 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 be a pretty valuable player. Obviously, on the defensive end, especially getting to the playoffs. Uh, teams are going to find him and, and are going to poke at him, and uh, and he becomes a bit of a liability there. But uh, uh, but but you know, with today's game as, as, as focused as it is on the on the three point line, uh, you know, just about, just about anybody. I mean, he's a you know forty one, forty two percent three point shooter. You can count on that. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I think uh, uh, he won't have much much trouble finding employment, uh, uh, even though he's got the uh, the defensive weakness and in uh, the advanced age. Yeah. He's a better defender though. He's become a, a decent team defender. Like he's he's never a lockdown one on one guy, but he, he, within a team. System, yeah, and he's right, team. but that's why I say it's. it's uh, I don't think it really shows itself until the playoffs, and, and yeah, exactly. then when you get into those 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 series and and things are grinding a little bit more, and and teams are going to find ways to expose uh, whoever you put out there who's who's got a weakness. That's what the Celtics did. Uh, you know, pretty much every time. Uh, that, that, that they could uh, uh, in that series against Philadelphia. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't think it's something that uh, uh, is, is going to hurt you in the regular season, but I think in the in the playoffs, that's where his defense becomes a little bit of a concern. Now, when we were talking about Houston earlier, what we I forgot to, to mention was they've got a couple of their other free agents that are a little tougher to keep. Like I said, they're going to keep Capella, but how much are they willing to pay uh, somebody like Trevor Ariza and even to a lesser degree, Lukumba Mute, who were big parts of their defense and, and just their system and the way everybody on that team played last year. They they would, particularly with Ariza, they want to bring him back, but Ariza's made it really clear. He's going to talk to a number of teams. He's going to see what kind of money's out there for him. He's going to take a big kick at the can. Yeah, there's, there's no question. It's hard to blame him. This is probably his last big deal. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely going to look for, uh, you know, whatever he can get and, and, uh, uh, I think whatever he whatever he finds is out there, he'll inform the Rockets first and, and sort of give them a chance to uh, to keep him. I don't think he necessarily wants to leave, uh, but but you know I think he'd be willing to do that. I think if he wants to play for a, uh, for a playoff team, no question. But uh, uh, and, and I think that there will be playoff teams willing to give him you know three years at the at the at the mid level, something along those lines. Uh, yeah. But uh, but you, you know that's 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 uh, uh, going to be up to the Rockets whether whether that's something they want to pay. Uh, they don't have a lot of other options behind them, so you know I would think that uh, uh, that, uh, that that they're they're going to be in a position where uh, whatever he's going to get from somebody else, the Rockets can step in and uh, and and be willing to pay that. Okay. Just a couple more guys. I'm curious your thoughts on. We'll start with. Um... A big name, but a guy kind of far down on teams' boards right now because there's just so many question marks. Um, Isaiah Thomas is a free agent. Um, still talking like he wants to start. Like I, I think a lot of us look at him and think, man, that guy'd make the killer sixth man, just unrepentant gunner. I can come in and get buckets in my old school way. But he doesn't really want that role. He wants a bigger role in it. And I'm curious if there's a 
rebuilding team that's willing to have him come in for a couple of years and put up points while they're trying to figure things out uh, or or what the market is for him exactly? Yeah, that's going to be tough because, you know, he, he has the hip issue. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's declared that 100%. But you talk to doctors who have had who have done that sort of surgery that he's had, and, yeah. uh, and basically they'll say, you're never really 100% after that. Uh, you know, it's always going to be a bit of an issue. So, so that's going to be uh, uh, that's going to be certainly a concern. Um, and 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 then you, you like you say, you talk about okay, what's the role he's going to be willing to accept? That's something that uh, uh, that we just don't know yet. So, uh, I I think that uh, uh, I think uh, uh, he, he's going to have a hard time, no question, finding uh, uh, finding the right fit. Uh, I don't know that there's a rebuilding team out there that that wants to take him on. I think the best role, as you say, is is, is as a sixth man on a on a good team. Uh, he doesn't seem to want to do that, so no. uh, it's 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 tough for him because obviously, uh, uh, you know, just just a couple summers ago, he was thinking, uh, you know, twenty million dollars a year. Uh, that is going to be greatly reduced, and 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 uh, uh, you know, it's too bad. He's a good guy. You'd, you'd like to see him uh, uh, catch a break here, but. Uh, Another guy who thought he was going to get paid and took a one-year deal last year in Los Angeles was uh, Caldwell Pope, Contavious Caldwell Pope, who, who expected big money, ended up not really, you know, getting traded, not really working out that way. Took a one-year deal with the Lakers, thinking, "Hey, I can rehab my image," and he had a really nice season for the Lakers. While everybody was kind of focused on their young stars, he was putting up numbers. He was playing good defense. He was playing well all around. I just don't know that there's money. The money he's expecting, I don't think he's getting seventeen point eight for a year this year. I just, I don't think the money's out there for, for him this time around. No, right, and, and I'm not even sure that there are that many teams uh, who would bring him in as a starter. You know, like yep. you say, he, he, he does a, a few things well. He's, uh, you know, he's well. He's, uh, he, he obviously uh, uh, is, a, is a good perimeter defender, uh, but uh, but you know, is he? Who's out there that's 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 really looking for a shooting guard right now, uh, especially among uh, among good teams? There's not that many, and and yeah. and, and uh, uh, you know if you if you start kind of going down the list a little bit, uh, it's it's hard to see where exactly he fits, especially teams that could possibly give him uh, give him some money. There's just not a lot out there. Uh, I think he's probably looking at uh, uh, at another one year deal and trying again next year. That's probably how this plays out for him. Yeah. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies screwed up by not trading uh, Tyreek Evans at the deadline last year. When he's gone, he's going to make somebody's going to give him more than the three point three he made last year. They can't really bring him back. Um, but how big a mark? He did miss still. He still only played fifty two games. Are, do you believe that the I don't know comeback kid story that we saw from him last year or not? And and how do you see this shaking out for him? Yeah, I mean he. he, he willing to take the role that, uh, that 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 they gave me wound up starting a lot more games than uh, than expected just because of injuries but uh, uh, but you know I think that uh, uh, that you know again uh, Indiana is one of those teams where I would expect them to uh, to, to, to give a long look at him because uh, if you can get him at uh, at a reasonable price uh, and, and and have him as a, as a scorer off the bench uh, as somebody who, who could start when you need it, uh, you know, he's, he's an ideal player for that. Uh, you know, the health stuff does worry you. I mean, obviously down the stretch he didn't play that much, in part because Memphis asked him to not yeah. play that much. Exactly. They were trying to lose a bunch of games. Uh, but, uh, but but there were other things with him, and, and there have been throughout his career. So uh, so that concerns you. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't think he's going to get, uh, you know, 
probably just for one year uh, and sort of uh, uh, sort of have to prove himself with the, with a good team uh, before he can uh, uh, continue to, to sort of rebuild the uh, the rest of the career in terms of his contract and such. Yeah, I think the other guy I'm curious about is. Um... And another guy who falls into this, this just may not have been the year to be a free agent. It's Avery Bradley. Um, just another guy who, look, a year a year ago, we were thinking maybe one of the best two guards, two-way two guards in the league, can defend, can do all this stuff, was playing great in Boston. Didn't really fit well with Detroit last year. Then when he got to the Clippers and tried to rehab his in, in, um, image, the injuries caught up with him. I'm not sure that the market for him is, look, there will be teams that will look, GMs that will look past last year and say, hey, we, we would like to get him on the team, but there's not a lot of teams with money. I'm not sure he's going to get the payday he's looking for. No, and that's right. That's that's sort of the theme of this, uh, yeah. uh, of this, uh, of this summer. For, it's not a great year to be a free agent. Uh, and, 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 you know, again, he, he's a pretty good candidate. You know, he's only, what, 27, 28? Yeah. So, so uh, you know, he'd be a pretty good candidate for a one-year deal uh, and trying again next year because uh, uh, because he's not going to get the money he should get. Um, you know, and that's 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 just the way that uh, uh, that that uh, that this summer's going to go this year for uh, for a lot of these guys who are free agents. Uh, he could be a steal, though. You know, I mean, he could be a real steal uh, for for any team that's uh, uh, that's that, that, that's in the playoffs and, and and has some aspirations to go a little higher. Um, you know, a team like. Uh, uh, you know, Minnesota has uh, obviously a lot of uh, financial uh, issues, but uh, when you talk about some of the dysfunction in their locker room, he's the kind of guy that you'd love to see uh, in there uh, with uh, with a team like that. So, yeah, you know, uh, I, I think he, he would certainly have a place on a good team, uh, but it's just not going to be a lot of money. No, uh, you know, the other guy, just really quickly, I was I was gonna I was gonna ask you another question, but the other guy who is going to find the market when he gets there. Uh, as a free agent, um, not very welcoming, I think, is is Dwight Howard, um, who, look, the trade to send him to Brooklyn can't be consummated until after the moratorium, so that's July 6th. That deal gets done around then. He works out a pro- He's talking about working out a buyout with um, with with Brooklyn. Look, the ne- he's not going to want to come off the ben- bench behind Jared Allen and play a role there, and they've got to start Jared Allen. They've got to build this young team there. So I don't see, I don't really see him staying. But a, talk about a guy where, again, with this, we were talking about. There's a market for Cousins. There's a market for DeAndre Jordan. But beyond that, there's not going to be much of a market for a kind of old school big. As as much as he played solidly last year in in Charlotte. Yeah. No. And 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 uh, you know, Dwight. Do I- could have had a much different ending to his NBA story uh, if he were willing to sort of accept uh, what he is as a player now yeah. and, and and where he ranks and and, and what he could do uh, if, uh, if if he were only to admit that uh, that he's not a twenty and ten guy uh, and 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 not be a problem in the locker room. Uh, but you know he's gone through several teams now where that has not been the case, where where he could have done that and didn't do it, uh, and so. Uh, uh, he's going to have a hard time finding a team that's going to say, uh, "Okay, we'll take the chance on you." Uh, I, I do think that there will be a team that uh, that would be willing to do that. Uh, I'm not quite sure who it is yet, but uh, uh, but you know, obviously the talent's there and the, the ability to control the lane uh, when he's engaged and focused. It's just uh, can you get him engaged and focused? And that's 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 just proven too much for uh, uh, for too many teams uh, here in the last few years. So hard to see what he does. You know, maybe he goes to China. That's that's entirely possible. He has a lot of uh, uh, a lot of fans there, no question. And 
and and and, and can certainly make some uh, some pretty good money there. So, well, that's a possibility. But uh, uh, but but I have a hard time seeing him, uh, um, you know, getting exactly what he's looking for here in free agency. No, I think I think he's in for a bit of a harsh reality. Uh, was there any other themes or any of the guys you're kind of watching going into the summer? I mean, we've talked about the big theme, which is nobody has any money. Um, but is there other stuff? Uh, is is there other stuff you're kind of watching for this for this for this July? Yeah, you know, I, I I'm curious because one thing that that's happening here, and and and, and you see, it, and that's what we're talking about, is is you are getting more and more of a split between the haves and the have-nots among yes. the players. Uh, so so you're either a twenty million dollar guy, or you're hoping to get the mid level. Uh, more likely, you're you're down. Uh, and, uh, uh, and 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 in the uh, uh, you know in the mid uh, you know, around five million that that seems to be a pattern here that that uh, the, the way the contract uh, the CBA is set up uh, it's really rewarding guys at the top and 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 kind of pushing down guys in the middle uh, and and you see that more and more and more I mean you look at a team like Washington that's a perfect example of of, of you know you've got three guys at the top and then everybody else is just sort of scrounging uh, to to try to keep these guys so uh, I think that's something that's worth watching uh, over the course of this summer as as that develops uh, if uh, uh, if we see more of that yeah that would that would be the NBA mimicking the rest of the world with a shrinking middle class but yeah, uh, there you go right exactly uh, although. Obviously, in Washington's case, Austin Rivers will solve all their problems. Everything will now go smoothly. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what could possibly go wrong? Hey, Sean, thanks for doing this, man. Thanks for jumping in again uh, and and doing this. It's always fun. And it's always my pleasure, man. I hope to uh, see you at Summer League. Yeah, I will be. I will definitely be out there at Summer League. And uh, for people who don't know, you can find Sean. Where what your where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, he's good following. One of the good reads, one of the uh, just one of the really good reads out there. Smart guy. Yeah, uh, we might. Hey, Sean. Yeah, we'll get together in Vegas. I might be able to find us a good restaurant out there. I, I think there's maybe, one or two. Maybe. maybe. I, I understand they have some of those. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what we can find, man. Take care. All right. Talk to you soon, Kurt. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, again, you can subscribe to this podcast. Just go to applepodcast.com/slash/pbt on NBC. That's PBT is in Pro Basketball Talk on NBC. Subscribe, comment, and of course you can find us anywhere else you get your podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher, any place you find podcasts, we're there. Um, and of course you can read all about free agency at NBCSports.com as well as, as the SportingNews.com with Sean, but we'll have all the breaking news on Kauai and everything else through this through through July, and uh, I will be at Summer Leagues in Salt Lake and Las Vegas with first-hand reports of Trey Young and, all, and uh, DeAndre Ayton and all these young stars. So Please keep checking it out, and we will be back soon with another edition of the Pro Basketball Talk podcast. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.